0: Then there's an experience called Kensho. It's the first experience, the first breakthrough into the other. Whatever you want to call that other is up to you. The first time there's a bango. You go through and that's the beginning. There's differences of opinions amongst teachers about how that happens. Most teachers say it happens accidentally. Others say it's brought about through your efforts. Either way, isn't worth arguing. Experience is what's important. You don't have to argue. Next most important thing is to get a hold of and completely understand the teaching or the idea of emptiness. You have to be in a state of emptiness to answer Cohen's. Mm-hmm. If they're calculated, it becomes quite obvious that you put the pieces all together intellectually and it means that there's no substance to it. I was talking with a fellow Reese and I said you have a really good inquisitive nature and you have a really good sense of humor. But the base isn't there yet, so you can be knocked over real easy. Emptiness is very difficult to get a hold of. Most people, coming from a Judeo-Christian background, think emptiness means non-existence. Somehow you disappear. Well, there is a disappearance, and it's the disappearance of ego. When ego disappears, that. Uh, but often answer questions at with that response somebody would not go Ear. what do you mean when he goes Ear. what do you mean when you go Ear. easy, what I mean is <laughs> <coughs> I got that from a fellow used to be here interesting, two brothers from Israel their father was a Zen master and they didn't like him, didn't want anything to do with him He eventually bought himself a bus and went up in the mountains to live there. They had chutzpah. I said to them, what is chutzpah? He looked at me like I was crazy. He said, chutzpah is chutzpah. It's that simple. Let's not get complicated. Hmm? What is emptiness? Emptiness is emptiness. What's behind that emptiness? That's when we manifest our Buddha nature. We're empty of all our conceptualization of things, and how we think they should be. Instead, we're manifesting things as they are, free, clean, and clear. Mm -hmm. What are some examples of emptiness? What are some examples of emptiness? Space between the two walls. Okay. Between the two walls, between the ceiling and the floor, between the back and the front. Okay. Now, I say to you, in that spaciousness, there's a lot happening. Voices, there's music, there's pictures. You'd say, that's crazy. It's empty. Oh, I would agree with that. Right. If you brought a television in and turned it on, you'd catch all that stuff. You would become a receiver. And if you're really being sharp tonight, you'll recognize that that's happening a lot. We like to think of ourselves as separate from. We think if I let that take place, I'll lose my identity. I won't know who I am. You don't know who you are anyway, so what's the big deal? I was talking with a fella today, and I said, you know where you are. Said, of course I am. Where are you? He said, I'm in Nassau County. Where is that? Talk. Why are you asking stupid questions? Go with me. All right, New York, where is that? It's it's part of the United States. Where is that? You say, well, the Western Hemisphere. Where is that? On Earth. Where is that? Well, it's in the universe. Where is that? Where is the universe? That's all trying to sort out things logically. There's a whole different approach and that's what all these stupid, ridiculous, absurd Cohen's are all about. You don't need any of this stuff. You don't need to meditate, you don't need to work with koans, you don't need to read the sutras or chant the sutras. All you need to do is completely wake up. If you can't do that, then all this crap is valuable. Mm -hmm. Going irritating but valuable. What causes the irritation? Hmm? It would be logical, except the fact that most human beings would like to be at peace. Would like to have peace of mind. Okay? How can you? Go ahead and have peace of mind. Be extraordinarily peaceful. Oh, thanks, Rick. Geez, that's nice of you. Okay, I'm going to do that from now on. Does it work? Why? Why should that be so? Well, the Buddha taught us that desire is the cause of suffering. up desire will bring an end to suffering. Idea. Oh, boy. Boy, I'm glad he said that. That's a pretty, oh, he's a sharp dude. Yeah. No wonder they call him the Buddha. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes? <laughs> What are those obstacles? What are these desires that the Buddhists say are causing suffering? We could go with a list that's a mile long of all these addictions. That's mm-hmm. more popular nowadays. Addictions a lot. Ten thousand things. The ten thousand addictions that take us away from this peace of mind or serenity. Overcome one addiction and we trade it in for another addiction. And it keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper. There's two approaches to that situation. You often hear people say, I'm peeling the onion. All these outer layers, outer layers, outer layers, outer layers. You get down to the nucleus. At that moment, into the vast open spaciousness. There's nothing left. You've peeled away all the skins, you've gotten down to that nucleus, that tiniest little thing there is, and boom, it breaks open into the vast, open spaciousness. Or you can approach it so from... Is that a show experience? Hello? Is that a Kensho experience? Can that would be the ways? end of the end. You would have had a Kensho experience already before, before that. that. A Kensho experience is coming attractions. It gives you a tip-of-the-tongue taste of what's possible, and generally you get hooked. Of course, depending on the depth of the Kensho experience, generally you get hooked. You see, ooh, ah, hmm, that's what they're talking about. Then you have to take it deeper. The sad thing is a lot of people stop at that level. In the Hindu tradition, often that's sanctified and said, now you got it. Buddhism, you have to go deeper. This thing of being in samsara, down in the valley of suffering, you climb the mountain to the nirvana, you have to come back down into samsara to deepen it and to share that experience with others. The only way to keep that experience is to give it away. The only way to keep it is to give it away. Go up the mountain to get enlightenment for yourself the enlightenment you get will be unsatisfying. Buddha was supremely enlightened. Our cushion, went out to share that. In the process, even the supremely enlightened Buddha is deepening the experience. He said that even now, 2500 years later, the Buddha is still penetrating. It isn't that you get finished. Bring an end to the craziness developed by ego, but there's always more, thank goodness. As where we get confused about this business of emptiness. We want a place where it all stops. Too much. They want too much. They want an exemption. I had an experience where I passed a koan. She said to me, okay, now, you living Buddha. Ooh, marron, whoa, mean. So I got my car, the session's over, and I'm driving home, Route 1 in New Jersey, and there's a traffic jam. I beg your pardon. Excuse me, beep, 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 living Buddha. Fuck you. Not fair. I thought I would get an exemption. But it would part. would hmm? never be a problem, never, 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 never. And that's where we confuse this idea of emptiness. I can get over there where it's empty, and nothing bothers me. That's a state of non-existence. How can you do that? How can you You non-exist? Non-exist from an ego state? How can you non-exist from a condition of eternity? Where it gets very difficult, ladies and gentlemen. Deo Christian practice. The one-shot deal is pass-fail. You go to heaven, you go to hell. In Buddhism, does this recycling. They send you to a recycling plant in New Jersey. recycle Over and over and over again. Well, then they start talking about the possibility of bringing an end to this recycling. When they talk about that, they're talking about the recycling we're doing in our own head. Stop that. How do we do that? Well, there's listening to these brilliant lectures, there's sutras, there's changing with one another. But primarily, the most important work we do is to bring out the garbage, put it on a table, and we sort through the garbage. That Cohen, what's your original face before your parents were born? Do that. That's a very mundane Cohen, and it's also a Cohen that produces transcendence. You've been sitting there working on that Cohen and dredging up all the garbage that's stuck down there and needs to come out. Or, you would sit there and boom. Reader's Digest version of Zen practice. What do you have to say to this? Fear. Fear. Why are you giving meaning to meaningless stuff? Unacceptable. Why are you giving meaning to meaningless stuff? Habit. Habit. There you go. There you go. Habit energy. You've been trained from very small that the answers are up here. One and one is two. That's up here. C A T. That's up here, and we're not encouraged to dredge up our intuitive wisdom. We're encouraged to stay involved with conventional wisdom. Then is all about waking up and bringing to full maturity our intuitive wisdom. Reading something recently where the guy was saying, "I recognized at a certain point they were grooming me." To enter into society. And I looked around, I said, That sucks. I don't want to do that. But they didn't give me an option. You have to go to school. You have to, you have to, you have to. But if you look back and see, I've always been in rebellion. Righteously so. Now there's rebel without a cause, and there's rebel with a cause. Do you agree, Duncan? What's the cause? Of the mass. Doesn't want to be put into a box. Wants to sing and dance and play naked in the rain. Whenever I say that I think of my mother, wonderful lady. She would wash me up, dress me up, and say now, go out and play, but don't get dirty. I'm seventy-three years old and I still haven't figured that out. I go out to play, I want to climb up a tree. I want to crawl under a rock. I do When I sit and practice Zen, I don't want to stay clean. You don't. I no want more. to muck and mire around. What? You do, you do. Do what? You muck and mire. Yes. Uh, you bring us right down there with you. That's good, <laughs> good. In grade seven, I had a teacher who said, you know, he, he urged us to, to, to kind of think for ourselves and to kind of decide how to do things ourselves, and that's when I realized that if we were up to me, I would do everything very... Just went along with what I said. I don't want to fit to society. It's screwed up. So then what? Then how can you... Everyone does what they want, and that won't be good. Why not? Because people have very strange ideas of well, it, what it's good. where the thing is designed absolutely perfectly. Everybody does what they want anyway if you haven't noticed. That's not true. One of the things with statistics they never put out is that more people get away with murder than get caught. They don't like that statistic out. That's true, too. More people get raped than get caught. Let's not say everything is working in a wonderfully, lovely, sweet, and acceptable way. Things are out of whack. If we were to come from that place that's being suggested, all that madness would come to a screeching halt. I well, wonder. Well, we can't, huh? I wonder. Well, that's what we're here to find out, aren't we? We'll never find that out. Well, we will, we won't. We can't say that. We don't know. How long's it going to take? At least 15 minutes. <laughs> Those in a hurry never arrive. Uh-oh. Ain't that something? <laughs> Those in a hurry never arrive. But do those not in a hurry, do they arrive? No, they don't do it either. But I the thought. most common one is pulling up too much energy. I'll make this work. Of course, there's always there to just say the hell with it all and veg. Hurry doesn't mean just time. It's of energy. The Eightfold Path talks about right effort. It's extraordinarily important. Extremely important. Somebody recently asked me, how did you move from being a marine drill instructor, marine sergeant, to being a crippled old man? I said, with great difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about that, I was a tough guy, huh? Eh? Marine Corps drill instructor. Now I'm a crippled old man. You know what happens? It's going to get worse you're still a Marine Corps instructor, even Yeah! I don't ever say that! <laughs> that comes out of emptiness. If I sat here and... Well, what, how should I respond to that? Should I, should I, should I, It's gone. Boom. What's his name? Fukiroshi. Uh, He's one of the first guys to really put something together. He would say often, I love listening to the thunder. I wish I could behave like that. Thunder just goes boom and moves right on. Challenge? No, I just uh, hadn't thought of that analogy before. Mm. Well, tonight the, I'll challenge. Tonight. Um, really? <laughs> you're going to challenge? Tonight the thunder came and left a swath of destruction in its wake. Thunder didn't do it. The wind. The, the lightning wind did it. Okay, the wind. We were talking earlier, vis-a-vis the window the walls, see all that action. Trees came down, a lot of activity. You know what's doing it. That's interesting. The question behind the Buddhist teachings is that if you break through you can see that force. What you're gonna see is that the universe undulates, make your stomach, moves the food through. There's an energy moving through these walls that's undulating, making the universe function. That's the creative energy of the universe. And we are both attracted to and frightened of that energy. Funny thing is, we're always plugged into it. There's never an instant where you're not plugged into it. And yet, we run up here and mess around with it. So, it's breaking through when you become sensitive to it in a way. right on the head. Well, there you brought up a whole issue right there. That's an important one. In most traditions, it's a guy, God, and a bad guy, the devil. Everybody wants to get on the good guy's side, and we'll beat up the bad guy, the devil. And that's not the way. The Buddhists approached the situation. God was talking to somebody and He said, You know, I've been around a long time. I still haven't figured out how to make a front without a back. I don't know how to make a left without a right. It is puzzling. I don't know how to make an up without a down. I'm God. I've been around. Can't figure it out. Oh, also, I can't create good without evil. But they have that symbol called yin and yang. Black and the white. Tony said in the beginning he got to thinking that the idea was to scrub out all the black and leave just the white. Then you don't have yin and yang. All the porridge. Because its dynamic energy. The undulating I was... Boy, I'm getting good. That undulating I was talking about exists because of the yin and yang. Yang is playing with the Yang and the Yang is playing with the Ying and babies are born and look what happens. It just keeps going. It's very difficult coming from a Judeo-Christian background to get a hold of that. we are told that there's a split, there's a definite split, there's good guys and bad guys and the good guys have to overpower the bad guys. The trouble is the bad guys think they're the good guys and that the good guys are the bad guys. Now what do we do? Holy shit. Russia used to be the evil empire. Now they're nice guys. We bring them for dinner every once in a while. Changed. What do we do with that? You don't try to figure it out intellectually. You sit still. You shut up. And you feel rather than figure. We used to use the term see feel. Just try to see. You miss something. Just try to feel. You see feel. We have a lot of fun tonight. Were we startled with the brilliance of the lecture? Thank you. Thank you. trouble with this business of being a teacher, you're absolutely useless as a teacher without students. And there's a saying, (coughs) there's an old and ancient saying, but a true and noble thought. If you become a teacher by your students, You'll be taught. Please, teach. You are not dolts. That's all. Go away. Or you can stay, and we'll be back Sunday morning. <laughs> Those who don't know, we now also have classes on Monday and Wednesday. you want to take this little book home with you? I beg your pardon? You want to take that little book home with you? No, no, no that's Donald. You Donald. How did that work for you? It's okay. 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 Thank you. Alice, Was are in the box on top of the you. Yeah, quite enough. For the moment, right? <laughs>